Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstarter Podcast presented by ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, joined by Chase Curtis, Dominic Gayton, who is filling in for A-Ray, who's off doing A-Ray things. Nice shirt. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Mike Antonovich, who's home in the, uh, in the cave, the attic. And uh, we're talking about the Glendale Supercross that happened this past weekend. And uh, it was a pretty cool race. I think... Uh, we should start with two fifties. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, what? 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 Wait. Before we talk Supercross, I need to point out the fact that we have this weekend at the uh, Glen, Glen Helen uh, Raceway Park. We have the uh, debut of the uh, Mini Monsters AMA, AMA sanctioned major event, formerly known as the Mini Major. Uh, it has grown by leaps and bounds every year. Every year over the past eight years, so now is the ninth annual mini major, but it's now the mini monster as it's uh, now an AMA event. So we have uh, four great days of uh, events at Glen Helen. Thursday's pull-in. Thursday night we have the uh, Baja Designs really hill good climb. Bikes. Hill climb, yeah. Yeah, really good bikes. Do you have them on your new truck yet? No, wait, we not yet. Stop oh, <laughs> waiting. Let's hook it up. But uh. Friday's practice at Glen Helen. Friday night, or Friday afternoon, is the uh, father-son race, and also the Mama Palooza mother slash racer event involving a glass of wine. Is and, the uh, glass of wine provided? I believe so. You think there'll be? I'm sure Mama is, Cooks arranged all that. Really wine? She. They said wine. That's gonna. They're gonna put wine. Oh. They got a winery sponsor, and it's like a really, yeah, really Dofo. Cool. Yeah, that's right, Dofo. Dofo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's yeah, you don't want to spill that wine. Like, so you definitely pre- want your kid to ride straight so you get that full yeah. glass. Yeah. I predict a couple of dads wearing wigs, maybe just to get some free wine. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Playground as they uh, were the inspiration for the uh, Mama Palooza event. And then uh, Saturday we have the first day of racing. Saturday night is Stasic Grom Cross, which is going to be insane. And then followed by pit bike and Suron racing, and Sunday's uh, final motos and championships. So uh, I know I've got four fun-filled days out at Glen Helen. If you have a kid and you're not signed up and you're on the West Coast, you need to check out the race series tab on SwapMotoLive.com to find out more about the uh, Mini Monsters race and hope to see y'all out there. And the 125 Open. Yeah, schoolboy. Schoolboy open for uh, graduates of the mini bike. Are they, is Aaron checking IDs? I hope so. Dang. Presented by Bill's Pipes. I might steal yeah. my little brother's ID. Nah. <laughs> you gonna take the one twenty five? That's how. I think the conditions are gonna be really good this weekend. So yeah, it'll Should be a be fun good. time. Yeah, a lot of fun vendors. A lot of a lot of stuff going on the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, Glendale Supercross. Anton, you were there. What was the vibe? What was it like? Well, I wasn't the only one there because Domron was there too, so yeah, he, he can was. speak to a lot of this. Uh, it was good, uh, different, you know, than years past because it was a little bit cooler in Arizona this this past weekend. Uh, that rain and that cool front that's hit the West Coast lately definitely played a part in everything. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. Uh, the Arizona like waste management open that golf tournament's going on, so there's a lot of people in town for that. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of good crossover for the race for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then race was good. Like 56,000 people at Dude, state farm stadium. Geez. Yeah. Arizona shows up like they always show up. There's people that come from, you know, California, New Mexico, all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Dahmer saw the Arizona crowds way like different in its own way than the California locals for sure. Yeah. I, uh, before we get into two video class, I think, uh, just touch on the track just a little bit. Cause we all kind of discussed it. The Red Bull straight rhythm? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, (laughs) it was uh, the track map looked very, it looked exciting. I think we all maybe were a little bit excited to see racing. And then especially with the two angled long rhythm sections, I thought there was going to be some more options than there ended up being. But 
I think uh, when it came to race time, the soil was a little slick, and there wasn't a whole lot of options, not a whole lot of passing, and it was kind of a kind of a boring track design. Because yeah. <laughs> all the good guys, they did the same rhythms. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. When I got there to see first practice that Saturday morning and, and watched and I was like, gosh, these rhythms are it's the whole length of the stadium. Like, yeah. this is crazy. But it's funny, that section after the first sand when they cut across the McKenzie, and I, I'm, I'm like, what? There's going to be pass. I told my brother-in-law, I go, there's going to be passing there. All That's where they're going to pass. Someone's going to come in, and then look at, oh, I think the whole night, that's where a lot of passes yeah. were made. Yeah, right in front of that mechanics area, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, and crashes. <laughs> yep. Big crashes. Yeah. Ah, what's the word on Nate Thrasher? He's all good. Concussed. And I got some hate in the Inside SML video last week because... I oh, he said, said, oh, he just hit his head. I Something. said, oh, he just hit his head, and oh, it was just a concussion, which is true. <laughs> that was well-deserved. <laughs> I think we do we do kind of uh, underthink and uh, a concussion, but it sounds like Nate will be all good to go in six weeks or whenever when the West Coast comes back. Yeah. Not a bone. Yes. Yeah. That, that boy can take a hit. Yeah, he can. My goodness. Yeah. Dude, talk about a yeah. season filled with highs and lows for Nate Thrasher. Yeah. It's... It's kind of he's been I think we've all said it throughout the media he's he's got one of the most interesting vaults as far as uh race race scores uh throughout his career but this year it's it seemed more promising cuz he's he's kind of been at the front more often but then he's just had weirdo crashes and misfortunes that have ended up making his his results just as irregular and strange as years prior. Mhm. I think another person that has strange results this year is Joe Shimoda, right? Like we all, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I had him pegged as the champion, right, before mm-hmm. the season started, mm-hmm. and he struggled with some things. Um, got his first podium this weekend, and you know, it's funny as he got the podium, right? I was like, "Don't do it, Joe! Don't do it!" And of course, he gets up there. It's not really my podium. I was yep. gifted it, <laughs> you know, because remember his first podium he ever got as a pro. He was big on like, oh, it's not my podium. And yeah. Crashed. But, you know, stand up to the finish line is all part of racing. Yeah. But it was good to see him finally on the podium. Uh, I think we all expected him to be up there. Yeah. It's funny because in a couple of post-race uh, interviews and stuff, he he almost seemed to, to like, question all the preseason hype he had. Uh, I think he made maybe, just in interviews from this weekend, he made more of a big deal about the the change in manufacturers and whatnot Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean we all we all kind of had him fighting for the championship and up there so i think uh his his big thing's been the starts and the intensity early in the races yeah um we were at sunfair uh a new private facility in joshua tree last week where he was there doing a lot of start practices and whatnot Mm -hmm. um anton do you have any any news or updates on what the the start procedure or, or some changes they've made at Honda for him? Yeah. On Friday during media day, like Joe was one of the guys that was part of the 250 team, uh, 250 riders that were riding. And he had said, and he was pretty open about it uh, to me was that they didn't run like ignition maps just for the start of pro circuit, that this is something at Honda that they have. And they've made a quite a big push about it, but he got rid of it. Like he had taken that away because he's like, what if this is one more element that's making a problem. I just need to figure out how to do my starts on this new motorcycle. And then when it's time to add in another variable, maybe I do that later. Um, and then, you know, we saw like in the heat race before it got red flag, the first start wasn't the greatest for Joe. And then mm-hmm. he did much better the second time around. And then the start was better in the heat race. He said, in his how, or in the main event, he said, and how was your weekend that it did help quite a bit uh, just because he was more free and able to do what he needed to do in those first few laps. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, although Joe is out of the podium or out of the championship hunt, really, anytime he gets a podium or a potential win, that's just a bigger variable for the point standings between the three guys that are going for it right now. Like Joe and Garrett Marchbanks are two big wild cards that you have to keep in mind uh, when they come back in Seattle in a couple weeks. It's interesting uh, with the Honda electronics because that's something, you know, we always hear great things about Honda and that's one of the big benefits of that factory team versus maybe some others is their their electronics and their ECU and all that so I wonder if just hearing that Cowie didn't doesn't do with that last year with start maps I wonder if star does anything with that because Levi's starts have been so so good this year on Mm. the pro circuit bike 
uh, versus last year. And it's just, I don't know. I wonder if, if Yamaha tries to do any, any start maps or anything like that too, that he's no longer dealing with. You know, it's funny. Uh, obviously, Chase, you don't race that often. Yeah, at all. Dahmer, you race sometimes. But, like, all bikes pretty much now come with a, a, a map for starts. You know, you push on the buttons. I've never – I used it once on the uh, – I think the Cowie when it first came out. But I've never bothered with it since. It's kind of like more – you've been doing starts your whole life. Mm-hmm. Do starts the way you know. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, also sometimes I get to the starting line mall. Should I try that thing? No, I don't remember how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the bumps. Have you ever tried one of those? Mm-mm. And you probably never used Quick Shift on I the KTM either. I haven't. I haven't yeah. either. <laughs> I don't even use a starting device. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he cheats. So. I don't need any of that. It's all skill. <laughs> Lack of ethics. I mean, all those gits and gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, like, I wrote about this in Kickstart last week. I'm the same as Dahmer. Like, I don't use anything. But as long as people buy that stuff, like that's yeah. why they get added to motorcycles. That's why they have the whole shot devices is because like somebody saw the factory Yamaha had one in 2002 and they're like, I'll buy that. If you make that, I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure like Chase, to your point, I'm sure knowing star that they've tried something like yeah. they try everything. I'm sure that they've had some kind of start map or some kind of something built into their program or if the guy doesn't want to do it, they don't do it. But I think like that'll be an interesting thing going forward because like Nicoletti's a guy that doesn't have any kind of like high tech stuff mm-hmm. on his bike. And I think it'll be like personal preference um, for certain guys as, you know, grates and gates and all that stuff get uh, more and more evolved. Yeah. Does, uh, doesn't Honda run the RPM dash from Git? Yeah. Was that still on Joe's bike? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. When you mentioned Nicoletti just now, I thought of a funny comment on how was your weekend on YouTube. It's all, Wow, good on you, Phil. You only said fuck once. And then there's somebody there's somebody that replies and says no twice because there is two. <laughs> awesome. I could just think, uh, I could see Phil during testing with the team, like, hey, Phil, we have this new. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Doesn't want to try anything fancy. No chinguses. No chinguses. Hey, his teammate. Garrett rode great. Rode really good yeah. from yeah. coming way outside the top 10. Yeah, he was another one you didn't really get to see on uh, the TV coverage, but just watching, I had the live timing he was coming. window. You could just see him just up another position, another position mm-hmm. every lap. Mm-hmm. Great ride. What did you guys think of the broadcast uh, this week? I 250 broadcast was good. Yeah, 250 was cool. Um, well, dude. I just kept waiting for the replay, and they finally did it, of Jordan Smith jumping in the back of Levi. Yeah. Because the first time you saw it, it was just as it was happening, pow. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what happened there? It sounds like the, it sounds like Levi could have jumped, right, Anton? I think yeah. he didn't know what to do. Right, but he yeah. he could have? Okay. He said he wanted yeah. to uh, err on the side of caution, right? Right. Didn't want to get docked. So, those, the, so the lights weren't flashing red then? They were maybe just flashing yellow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like honestly though too, I was I think that that would be uh, one of the deterrents of those long rhythm lanes because like once you kind of get locked in, mm-hmm. you pretty much need to stay with what you're doing the whole way because if you decide like oh what am I gonna do, and back off you, there's somebody that's committed to a two or a three behind you that hasn't seen it yet. Totally. Um, and and you know Levi's really been apologetic apologetic about it because he made a post you know explaining his side and then even on jordan's instagram comments like he let him know like yo sorry dude that was that was on me yeah it's uh those two are so exciting to watch a battle because they're so clean and you know they have so much history at the goat farm passing each other and and battling dude they i think that was probably one of the most exciting moments of the entire night was was those two battling Mm mm-hmm Dude, and all day, too, because, like, in-time qualifying was fun to watch both red plates, like, go back and forth Mm -hmm. at the top of the scoreboard. And then just when you would think, like, okay, these two really have got it, RJ would throw in a heater, and then he'd knock them both down to, like, second and third. And then you had, like, Joe doing fast laps, and then Carson and Mitchell Oldenburg in the mix for the top five at different points, too. Like, Mm -hmm. time qualifying on that big track for those seven minutes. There was five guys that were all going at it the whole time, and to see the three championship contenders among that, and then three other guys that you're just like, oh, that that could make it interesting when it needs to was fun. Yeah, yeah. totally. Isn't it funny the way, uh, like, 
looking at the, the contenders, right? We would go Smitty and RJ. They're both going to win a bunch, but they're also going to eat shit a lot, right? Yeah. And it's totally how it's played out. And Levi's the one who's been pretty steady. Yeah. Uh, He's been consistent for sure. Yeah. Uh, dude, RJ pretty much smoked him though, right? Like. He yeah, got, I think. I think really after that, after the incident with uh, Ryder D being down and where mm-hmm. Jordan kind of hit him, I think RJ just gained four or five seconds just from that alone. I mean, to the point of the long rhythm, when you stop like that in the beginning or the middle of a rhythm, dude, then what, you're going to have to single roll, double, double, double the rest of the way, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to get your momentum going back, especially on a 250. So I think that played a big role, but RJ was, you could tell he was on it. And in post-race stuff, he had really an off day from what he said, just with that. He had a really, really bad case <laughs> and uh, that double over the start, I think in time qualifying. And so just to see that he pulled through and got the win on a rough night was yeah. pretty impressive. He's back uh, closer on the points chase now. Cause before yeah. he was really far back. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, uh, did you, you, you watched the press conference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was there any, talk between him and the other guys about how tight the championship is and how good it is i mean they have to be having fun uh a little bit not so much in the 250 class but yeah i think they're all they're all just really i don't know it seemed like rj was more i don't want to say veteran about it but he just he seemed to really appreciate this win more than i expected you would think he would be so he would be expecting of of the wins Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point in his career but he seemed really um not surprised but just just thankful to get a second one in the season already mm-hmm. he was really worried about catching that flight he was one of the main guys <laughs> on like true. a red eye out so he was trying to make it um yeah from like because rj came over and was in the scrum while they waited because they did drug testing this weekend uh they did the the urine samples so there mm-hmm. was guys that you know, we're still milling about. So turnout at the scrum was light, but then RJ got his business done quick and then was waiting for the 450 press conference to wrap up and was just hanging out. And then he mentioned that case that you mentioned, Chase, and I didn't see it, but he said that that was pretty much like the um, deciding factor of the whole day that the team had been really good on bike setup. So he's getting along good with everything. Yeah. But you can tell that he's just in business mode now. Like, He's back in it. He's got two really fast guys that he knows are going to be battling with him for podiums every week. And he just wants to use this six-week break to get better. Like, he's going to ride a 450 in the downtime. Probably yeah. not going to race it. But he's definitely going to get to work right now. Yeah, that's interesting. He said he was going to spend some time on that and maybe help the 450 guys out with settings. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I found that a little like, oh, maybe... Like, I wonder if he's thinking about doing 450 outdoors. or I just didn't see the real reason other than maybe throw some more fun into it, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, also though, too, if they're trying to change development, like, you know, they are on the old chassis yeah, as far as they are right now. And then, but on 48 millimeter forks and some of the, some of the other things that they're doing, if he can try to get them a jump start on their outdoor setup, on a revised bike from last year, like yeah. maybe that'll help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I'd love to see him ride a 450, especially like at Daytona again. Mm-hmm. Dude, I I told him he should put it in the back of the pickup and just drive over. Right. Far. <laughs> I mean, he won a heat race there last year, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Man, this is the time of year when uh, motocross gets not so fun for us during the week. Yeah, we're coming up on it. I think we because all the all the West Coast guys. One are gonna more start. week and then no more riding during the week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know who I was really impressed with? The results don't show up, but like Carson Mumford went yeah. really Dude. fast. His intensity. Yeah, he was getting after it. He almost—I don't know. He's—he definitely has a chip on his shoulder and something to prove because his intensity is like going after. Who was he going after in the heat? Levi, I think he dove inside a couple times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. No, he went for one on Levi, and I was like, "Wow, Carson!" And then even on press day, him and him and Joe did a couple laps together. Uh-oh. You know, I'm not gonna say that they were like uh, vicious laps against each other, but they were definitely speed checking one another. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh... Joe had to pass him during the main, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching the race with my wife, Eileen, and I'm all, oh, watch this. Mm-hmm. She's, oh, so cute. Remember we did that? you did that movie with the both of them? I go, yeah, they, <laughs> there's some friction or something going on. She's all, why would there be friction? But, uh, yeah, then it was clean, though. Nothing really happened. But yeah. uh, it was pretty crazy, too. 
uh, Mitchell Oldenburg also had good intensity too because he ended up he passed him, passing yeah. and working well up in the field. Yeah, Mitchell's been having such quiet but solid main events throughout the season. I mean, you you don't see him at all. If anything, you see Mumford, and then you look at the results, and he's up there even higher. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This was a good weekend for Mitchell too because like uh, some stats have been getting put out there that he's got like some of the most laps of the 250 class ever, and like most uh, race starts and everything. And mm-hmm. so like. We talked about that in the news break video. He's mixed on how he should feel about that because he thinks that like some people are going to think that he's just been in the 250 class for forever and, and all of that. But he explained like his career arc. And I mean, it makes perfect sense to see how well Mitchell was riding on Saturday because he can be one of the top guys, like top fastest guys on any given lap on a Saturday. And he was doing that uh, throughout the day then because this is his best result of the season. So yeah, Mitchell's been building pretty well. And then Mumford, same thing, like, Slow start to the season after being sick and everything in the off in in the preseason, but mm-hmm. he's been riding really really well. Yeah, I think I'm calling Mitchell for a podium by the end of the year. Hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I was bummed to see Ryder D get Dude. weeded up. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any news on it? He just he's said good. he's he's all right. He's, he's all good. Yeah. Yeah. He's all he good. He's sore. Yeah. yeah that's bummed. That was another one in the rhythm, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oof. Did you see that in the stands or no? Mm-mm. Oh, you weren't there. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't show it on TV. They just show no. him. They just show him laying there holding his chest. But yeah, you know, yeah. and, and uh, was it Race Day Live or the regular broadcast? But they're covering the whole Troy Lee designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it was Ricky Fowler and Puma, right? The collaboration and the uh, all that stuff. And they said Ryder was like, "Oh, I'm not as good as Ricky, but I'm pretty good." <laughs> it's right. like that's yeah. pretty ballsy to say. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I thought that was a good collab. Um, I was a bigger fan of this one than the Ghostbusters one, although the Ghostbusters was executed very nicely yeah. with the, the the car there and the mm-hmm. the, the jumpsuits they wore. Suits, yeah, they did uh, a great do- great job already this year. With yeah, the Troy Lee's been killing it. Yeah, but I like the gear with that like kind of like golf looking blue and white pattern on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to see Ricky play the 16th hole, or is it the 16th hole? Yep. Yeah, yep. 16th hole. But uh, I was talking about you guys talking about it with you guys before the podcast it was like I was at a restaurant and the the tournament was on TV and I saw the WM and I thought it was weed maps mm. initially right but it waste management the trash company but uh the Chinese guy birdied the 16th hole and all the people were throwing the beer cups down yeah. I was like dude what are they doing what are they throwing because you couldn't see on the TV from my vantage point. And so I actually got on my phone and I Googled uh, the guy's name and I wrote 16th old birdie. What were they throwing? It's a beer. They throw cups. everything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you were saying it's something like a, a famous hole. Yeah, because they get hole in ones there a lot <clears throat> on that hole. So I guess the fans, when they somebody does get a hole in, they just uh, – somebody told me last year's event they did and they they, they literally – beer cans coming out like they had to stop they had the crew had to go out there and clean the whole green because the next crew because they just they just celebrate they go crazy yeah. yeah that thing's like a big drunk fest that whole event that's sick rowdy <laughs> yeah i know even this weekend at the pits people are talking like oh, are you going to the, are you going to the the, the waste management and i'm like no like, yeah it seemed like half the industry went Sunday. yeah everyone was all they talked about was the golf thing everyone are you going to the golf thing you're for the golf thing i'm like no was, <laughs> really for this golf was fowler at the race uh, i never saw him I don't think, yeah, he was supposed to come in, and I don't think he did. But, dude, there was quite a few people there. Like, there were some baseball players there. There were some, uh, like, NASCAR people. Like, I know yeah. Kyle Larson was there um, mm-hmm. with our guy, Andy Gregg, from Guts Racing and all that. So, yeah, it was it was a pretty, like, stacked-out event as far as people went. And, like, big sell Like, again, big sellout crowd and a lot of people among that with that golf tournament around. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize that you could just go to it. I thought it had, like, a limit on the capacity, but... I guess they let everybody in at one time because there were some people that I talked to and they were showing me pictures and like you were literally just shuffling around because uh, how many people were there. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people came from that AIM Expo uh, trade show last week in Vegas. Mm -hmm. They came straight from there right over to Phoenix for the weekend. Seemed like a lot of people I spoke to of clients of ours and other people that I know they were, they all come, came from AIM, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, how about uh, 250 class, Billy? Leninovich making a second main and easily that, too. I, yeah. I was uh, I was really surprised to hear how much they talk about him on television. Yeah, you know it's a human interesting a forty year old guy coming back to race, but uh, 
You know what they've left him out of is like, you know, when you see those stats and the laps led amongst the riders, like career laps led, Billy's led a whole bunch of them as well because he's, he's won races. That's true, yeah. Yeah, he he <clears throat> kind of cruised to that transfer position in LCQ. I yeah. know uh, he told us that his he forgot something in his helmet, right? Oh, the hats So he off. couldn't race the heat, so he oh. had Yeah, did you know that, Anton? He didn't. He didn't get to race the heat race, so he got last pick oh. in LCQ because he yeah. went to the line, and he forgot his hats off in his helmet because he wore his race helmet. Race helmet didn't have it, but the practice helmet had it. Oh no, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense, dude. And I thought this too, like uh, just with the way the year is, Billy's gonna race his way into to everything. Yeah, like, he's just gotten so much faster, and like all that old school experience is showing up because if he can last like you know, those five, 10 minutes or whatever it is in a heat race in an LCQ while everybody else kind of grenades themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, he'll be in. I can't believe he can still whip like he does. Like he doesn't ride wait. like a 40 year old at all. Wait, has he figured out he can whip again? Dude, I got a clip of him press day at Anaheim, I think. And he just threw it off of a, a double, like nothing. That's like, pretty what? tight. Yeah. yeah. So he's figured it you out know, slowly. That's cool. Yeah, because I, I, I wondered how he would do on that, you know, all that time away. And everybody knows Lando yeah. for doing, like, big upside-down whips, like Castillo Ranch and all that. Yep. Dahmer, can you still throw big no-footers? I saw that your poster on Don's garage window when I was there a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Dude, you know, it's funny you say that. It's it, 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 For me, these days, it has to be a good job. It, 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 the, all the stars have to be aligned for that to happen. Yeah. It Dude, was the step-up at Paris for a little bit. I'm trying to become a more of a Glenn Helen specialist these days instead of... Trying oh. to mend the manly riding, not so technical jumping. Uh, I want to see you get upside down on that hip jump, yeah, like Josh Grant style. That thing, like. they never have that thing good. Wednesday. It's always chunked out. Yeah, yeah Wednesday. Wednesday. Messed up. Step up at, at Paula. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. You know, uh, I think uh, one of my best memories of Dahmer's no-leggers is, uh, you know, his, his childhood lifelong hero has been Ron Lachine, <laughs> the dogger who made the no-legged whips famous and i had lined it up somehow the dogger was at coming to bronus we did that we did made this video for april fools yeah called don delivers dreams and it's like oh getting Dahmer to ride laps this childhood hero he was doing better no-legged whips than the dogger was really did so many people were like you out dogger the dogger (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I rewatched that video a couple months ago (laughs) that's sick it was so funny. My favorite that day was the fact that I, I remember I have that I had that dirt rider cover yeah, of yeah. him because when I used to work at MSR, he rode the like I don't know ninety five KX two fifty for dirt rider tests, and yeah. they put him in MSR gear head to toe. He wore MSR, yeah. and they somehow I ended up in my office with this big giant blow up picture cover picture of it and i've had it still i still have it it's in my garage yeah. so I, and I was like i finally got a chance to, to see him and i think i it barely fit in the extra cab of my truck i drove it all the way to brown oaks that day just for him to in fact, I remember when he pulled it out he was like oh my god i can't believe you had this like i remember this no way and yeah he signed it you know it was awesome yeah oh, man. what a that, legend that wasn't the first time you met him was it? no 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 it was the first time we've rode together though like that yeah 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 yikes that's so funny yeah um, is there anything else about the two videos we should talk about? Jordan going Jordan. Yeah, dude, he was so fast. He dude. was flying, flying. Yeah, it's uh, the two video West class is very very exciting to watch right he's now. He's definitely bacon thirty one Jimmy White proud. <laughs> I've I've like watching Hunter Yoder's like rebuild, you dude. Because right? I I think I said this on a show, but I know I wrote it down in Kickstart. Like a couple of weeks ago, him, Carson, and Joe were tied in points. And like you think of the history that those three have at like Geico Hondas, Amsoil Amateurs, and all of that. And then like you know Hunter's path has been a little bit different, but he's gotten himself back into contention. And then when you watch him on the track, like he does not care who's around him. He yeah. races them as hard as anybody. He like yeah. fully believes that he needs to be going forward and he needs to be in the top five, and he races his way to get there. And, uh, like, you know, he's fully committed to that program for a California guy to move to the East Coast and mm-hmm. just get fully invested in it. He really, really likes the team. Like, this has been cool to see Hunter claw his way back. Yeah. And even in that heat race, dude, he got, he got like, a third-place start and was running up there, and then it got red-flagged. And I was like, oh, dang it. And he got another third-place start. <laughs> yeah. His starts have been awesome. Hey, the uh, the Suzuki rider, was it Sil- Silvera? Silvera. Silvera that Silvera. cleaned everyone out. 
And the LCQ is he one of uh, Myron's guys on Bar X? No, he just his no. graphics look like it. And he is he on a like Suzuki? It. Yeah, he's yeah. raced a yeah. Suzuki. I think this is his second or third year on that thing. He yeah. he's like a NorCal guy, yeah. like up around um, up around Pipe. So he's been like flowed out some stuff over the years. I think. So oh, that is makes he sense. Getting help from HEP then? Uh, yeah. Dude. Like I don't think HEP like like as a full rider, but like they've definitely taken his stuff to the races, and I think he has a relationship with Suzuki because of them. Mm-hmm. Dude, he made that LCQ fun to watch. Yeah, that LCQ is carnage. Dude, I love the LCQs. The 450 LCQ was Oof. awesome. Sorry, yeah. Cade. Yeah, again. Yeah. And then Starling doesn't right make after it. That, doesn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Back for 450 Talk. X-Brand Goggles was launched in 2008, and over the past two decades, they've earned a reputation as one of the elite eyewear choices in our sport. The newest offering, the Lucid Goggle, features an XDO injection molded lens for exceptional optical clarity, as well as superior protection against the massive roost that modern day four-stroke bikes throw. At Swap Moto Live, we love the Lucid Goggle for its huge field of vision. Check them out at xbrand.com. That's EKSbrand.com. If you're on the West Coast and you're looking for a one-stop shop, you need to visit the guys at STR Motorsports, formerly known as Shock Therapy Racing. With over 30 years of experience, your bike will be in great hands. Whether you're looking for a custom performance suspension revalve or just a basic rebuild, they've got you covered. STR also offers motor building services. Whether you need a stock engine rebuilt or a full-blown race motor, they're the place to go. Conveniently located in Wildemar, California, they're very close to Lake Elsinore and Paris Raceway. Additionally, they maintain a full stock of oils, tires, and tubes. They can get pretty much anything you need. Check them out at shocktherapysuspension.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike I spend plenty of time cross training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the show. Guts Racing, the leaders in seat technology. Go to GutsRacing.com today and design your custom seat cover. We try to ship all custom seat covers within 36 business hours. We also offer free shipping to the lower 48 states. Once again, that's GutsRacing.com. Over the past 40 years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross riders. Athletes like RJ Hampshire, Kyle Chisholm, Axel Hodges, and Travis Pastrana all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. Check out EVS-Sports.com to gear up like the pros. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Um... Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to the guys at Sunfair 42. 
which is the new private facility we referenced earlier uh, out in Joshua Tree. Um, from what I understand, it's it's uh, some of Slam Life Racing Hondas, SLR Hondas investors are uh, responsible for bringing us that facility. So it's a private facility. It's giant supercross awesome. track, a smaller supercross track, yeah. a giant motocross track, and uh, a mini bike track. And like some... Uh... Turns. Like turn tracks around the outside. Yeah. I saw Dino made a turn track, right? Yeah, I went and I was yeah. like, dude, there's one over here already made. It's yeah. amazing. But it's a, it's a facility that's, I don't think there's any goals for it being public, but it's a private track available for rent. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about having some races, maybe. Yeah, they got some uh, plans <clears throat> for like a big building being built up and maybe hosting some events there. So, yeah, it's super exciting, especially, yeah. I think. I mentioned it in my inside SML thing, and I got a couple comments of people like, "Oh, Southern California, you don't need another track." But, <laughs> dude, we, we've taken we've a hit lost the last a couple years, yeah, two or track. three. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty cool to see. Um, just when we pulled up, dude, like you can see the guy, the guy actually put some money into it, and he's already got mm-hmm. a building built, and he's got some gnarly, gnarly equipment out there. Yeah. I think um, some of those loaders and stuff were property of my friend josh stice mm-hmm. who was a test rider for us at transworld years ago um but yeah that's a cool facility the layout's awesome they I, need I've... to tone down some of those jump faces though no i think they're they just need to reshape them and they'll be yeah. good <laughs> but, uh, hey stice was the hatchet right yeah he was the hatchet yeah, i was yeah. trying to explain to somebody why he was the hatchet but yeah he was uh he was the precursor to a ray he can make any bike look like it'd been hit by a hatchet. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Horrible. Worse but, than Rich Taylor? Dude, worse. Oh, geez. Way worse. But, yeah. uh, that place yeah. was sick, though. The layout was cool. Uh, really fast. So Chase, just... Chase rode a 450 there. Yeah. Yeah, the new fast. 24 factory edition KTM. We have the throttle response on the app turned down to one. I thought it was at zero. Well, there's no zero. Oh. It's one and engine braking at one. Per uh, Ryan Morris, those are his vet world championship winning settings. But uh, I and was, I, yeah, I, I was. You were going so good. I was thinking about making it all fives when you <laughs> when looping you out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. You can't get in there while I'm riding, right? No, no, no it's, thank it's God. Bike has to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're pretty happy with it, even without the sag set, huh? Yeah, I had the sag at 99, and it was still sick. <laughs> yeah, super fun. What do you got planned for that bike after shootout? I think uh, I think the big big hit right now is take those forks down to Race Tech and see what spring they can conversion. do. Yeah, I think I rode a, a couple of years ago. I rode a spring conversion on a KTM two hundred and fifty SXF, and it was unbelievable. So, yeah, maybe see what Race Tech can do to that. Yeah, so, so I will say that big fan, huh? Our three hundred is a spring yep. conversion, super yep. good. So, I think that's the ticket for them right now. Race Tech, Chris Blos is a Race Tech guy, right? Yeah, Chris Blos. Was he He's there? A, is he back doing suspension now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Blos was there this weekend, uh, giving a shock advice to the AJE team and everything like that. Wow. I have to wonder how Chris is like, um, like how many businesses in Phoenix are named Phoenix because yeah. there's a lot. I saw quite a few just driving around, and like that's cool. Like that's a good name. And then the way that Chris has like made it his own for suspension and. I think that that's like, you know, we've talked about before, one of the cool things about race tech, you can get lined up with somebody that's in your area that knows your tracks and like how you ride and can set your stuff up rather than just like someone that's never seen you before, doesn't know what your dirt's like, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So in the uh, phone book, are there brands called AAA Phoenix? Dude, <laughs> so get in there there's earlier? a lot. Like I saw, I saw one that was like, uh, what was it? Like Phoenix data re- recover service, like recovery <laughs> services. There was one that was like Phoenix retiree retirement communities, like all this other stuff. I was like, Oh, and they're all spelled just a little bit different, but it's like <laughs> PH or FH. I think that depends on. Where F-H. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I've funny. got a set of Phoenix handlebars. I need to put on a test bike. There you go. One of, uh, one of Dahmer's old buddies. Yeah. Somebody's thought that that, that was part of like Phoenix Honda. Someone oh, was like, handlebars? oh, Phoenix Honda has their own handlebars? And I'm like, what? Yeah, I saw the Phoenix yeah, Honda. Is that the same from the team? I'm like, no, not at all. There's a lot of yeah. Phoenix names, yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. All right, on to racing. 450 class. 450 class. Jet Lawrence wins his second main. No. 
No, Ken Roxon. Went his first man. Ken Rox. Yeah, yeah. What race <laughs> did you watch? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about last week, right? Oh, no, geez. hey, that's okay. Because I just realized this morning that I named my news break the Detroit Supercross and not the Glendale Supercross. I thought it was changed. Saturday, so I changed it this oh. morning. <laughs> yeah. Everybody living, uh, everybody living in the past. The, <laughs> oh, I opened the computer and I was just like, oh, what? Like, what the foot? Uh, it, yeah, it's I'm, been a fucking long morning for me, right? Because this is our second go at this podcast. I thought we were going to hide that. Uh, okay, I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, it. Not, I'm, not, I'm not hiding it, dude. We all mess up. No, I we didn't all mess up. You messed up. I forgot to press record on the podcast for the first time. Hey, hold the mic. Huh? I can't hear you. Hold the mic. Dude, yeah, what's going on with this? Somebody's like, Don, you're a soft-spoken Asian, man. You need to speak up. Oh, man. <laughs> It's the it's the Super Bowl aftermath. Yeah. Did you, you know. get a little hammered last night? No, dude. All I, I knew is that I wanted to see a video of your dad going psycho. Yeah, I didn't even have my phone in the room. I wish I did. <clears throat> did he do the same thing? Oh yeah, dude. He was crazy. You just lived in the moment, Chase. It's funny. It's funny when stuff like this happens, you know, for the third time, and. <laughs> dude, a his, repeat. His phone goes off because all of our family in Missouri. His phone goes off like a minute before we actually see what happens. So like we could already, I could already hear buzzing and then the touchdown happens. You're like, ah, that's why. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. It's always good. It, it happened to be his birthday too, or the day after his birthday. So it's mm. a nice little birthday gift. So he got rewarded. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you flying home, Chase? Are you flying back to the motherland to do the parade? Hell no, dude. They call it Missouri for a reason. It's misery. Misery. Hey, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> hey, you're not in Missouri. It's okay. <laughs> We're close enough. We can see it. <laughs> Good smell it. Uh, okay, anyways, so Ken, Ken Roxon gets the win. Kind of smokes him. Heat yeah, race like, win, main win, did it yeah. all. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed seeing how excited he was about it in his post race interviews. Mm-hmm. Very thankful for the wins. And I, he was a little too humble. He's like, I don't get these too I know. Often. He's so humble now, dude. But, dude, he's a badass. He, yeah. He smoked him. And I was glad to see it. And uh, I, I was really watching, you know, when you watch the start, you figure out where people are on the line. And I was watching Jet, you know, fearing he was going to get out front and just go, pew, disappear yeah. again. But, dude, Kenny. He, he snuck around he the snuck inside. He snuck around the inside, yeah. and, and it was good. But, uh it was a pretty awesome race to watch on television. I know when you're there, Anton, on the floor, you don't get get to really see everything that's going on. But um, were there any observations you had? Well, yeah. Uh, now that you said that we, you know, have done this a second time, yeah. I got to rewatch the race a second time <laughs> during the downtime. So helped out a lot. Uh, I watched it on TV again this morning, and then watched it again just to see it. And like, yeah, I mean, there, there's so much about that race that you know, like is different and they did a really good job on the TV coverage this week. Like some of the obvious stuff. on nah, the track. They didn't show El Hombre. <laughs> That's true. Now that you say that I did see that and like was weird because now that I rewatch it and I watched the live timing on the side, Jason never let Ken get away. No, Jason kept it within a couple seconds. Like it was three seconds for a long time. And then it got to four and then I got to five and eventually six. But Jason kept him in sight the whole way. Uh, when AP went down early, that definitely um, brought those two together, and then they put a gap on Eli. But then even when Jet like got around Eli, it took him a little bit of time to start chipping away at that. And I think that that was part of the track, too, because everybody just did the same rhythms. like They just did the same everything, so there wasn't really big chunks of time to be made up. Um, Vince got a really good start in that main event. And then you can even see him like push Justin Cooper wide a little bit. And then that sets a dynamic for the top 10 guys. But like it had all the pieces that you wanted. Like, I mean, that main event had everything that you wanted to see. We know that Ken's been due for a win for a little bit. And like those track conditions are perfect for him because it's slick. You got to have throttle control. Like Ken rides hard pack, like no other. Uh, and he did great. I was telling somebody yesterday, um, it's incredible to watch like how Ken has like the little techie stuff. Like he can ride low RPM and just like get through things really, really well, like at Detroit last week. And then he can have just outright one lap speed. That's faster than anybody like that intensity. But then that technique both is, is really unique. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you... I was bummed to see AP go down cause he won the heat race and, and even the beginning Roxon wasn't checking out on him. He was there. Yeah. He, you could see he was pushing like I'm, I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just a weird little front wash. Threw but props him to him for getting all the way up to 10th. Dude, that's, right? That's crazy. Yeah, because we that said field? earlier, he was he was in that corner, and he was in a bad position. Couldn't he had up. to wait for a while. There's a bunch of times, and it looked like he was trying to jump on the bike. And, and he could, yeah. Somebody. Yeah, so for him to come as far back as he did back to 10th on that track yeah, was was pretty impressive. Yeah. AP speed right now is like I, yeah. he's top three as as far as overall speed of the entire class. I would say like uh, Jet's obviously fast. Jason was really really fast. Was fastest qualifier was doing good and like we know Jason can ride that soil well, but dude Aaron was ripping because yeah. he made a lot of passes um, on a track that you couldn't pass and then took off from everybody in that main in that heat race too. And he's so confident right now. Like, he believes he's going to be in this thing all the way to the finish. Yeah, yeah. it's funny what a difference confidence makes. Yeah, totally. In a guy's performance. Because, like, even when he when he, uh, when he, he won, at the How Was Your Weekend I was doing later, he's like, dude, I'm winning this title. Mm-hmm. And, like, for him to say that, it's like, dude, you don't just say that without believing it. Yeah, the speed's there, though. I think uh, I maybe made a mistake. And not, not to say it was a fluke, but I thought, like, yeah, there's his win. And. There we go. But, dude, he's, like, even looking back at A1 and a couple other rounds, he had the fastest lap in the main event. Um, he's shown that he's he's got the speed to run with those guys. So, yeah, it's exciting to watch for sure. Yeah. When they showed that graphic after he won that heat race and it said that he's won three of the six heat races he's been yeah. in, like, I, I hadn't thought about that. Mm-mm. That's gnarly. I mean, that's unbelievable because we've never really seen Aaron do that. And then you hear the response, and, like, we mentioned this earlier, of Aaron just by the crowd. Like anytime he's on screen, you can hear the crowd in the stadium on the TV. That never happens with anybody. And like mm. just the way that he's getting into this, I'm one of the top guys in the 450 class. I belong here. I'm going to enjoy everything that comes with it. Like he's got the whole package right now. He's just living in the moment because it's taken him so long to get here. Like I, I was thinking about this the other day, him podiuming at Daytona and that picture of him crying, like when he's hugging yeah. Swanepoel and like, that feels like it was just the other day. And then he got hurt after that. And like, how many rebuilds has Aaron done to get to this point? He's mm-hmm. good now. Like, he knows everything to do and he's not going to get pushed back. Right. Uh, you can hear the crowd cheering for him through the television, yeah. which is pretty gnarly, right? Because it's getting through his little mic. Did they do anything different for him during opening ceremonies this, this week? Or was there anything new in opening ceremonies? I mean, he, he got the Toby Keith song right out. So I definitely got like a big, they got a big, big response from everybody. That's cool. But like, dude, Aaron has the biggest response, <clears throat> I think, of anybody at the last few races that we went to. Like when we went to Detroit last week, everybody was like, oh, well, you know, that's because it's AP and, and what happened at this race last year. And dude, I'm sure that's true. But then I've been paying attention. Like I looked at photos from last week. I've seen little kids walking around. I saw some grown men this weekend. There's a lot of like bootleg AP yep. Red Bull KTM cowboy. Hats I saw a lot of that in the oh, pits on Saturday really? too. Yeah, dude, That's like hilarious. people are like in on it. Like when okay, yep. they, his DBK merch. I saw a yeah. girl, like a, a boyfriend girlfriend couple at Detroit, in like matching AP stuff and their little cowboy hats and car hearts and stuff, and like adorable. But like, wow, that's cool that Aaron like latched on to this girl. And then, like, all these little kids. Dude, there was a kid with a stick-on mustache and a cowboy hat. No way. That's awesome. And, like, people are into Aaron. Like, they've not ever been for anybody. Maybe other than, like, MC, if you wanted to, like, dye your hair and pierce your ears. But, like, people love Aaron. And I think that that's so cool for him to really have that right now. Yeah. Even even Eileen, my wife, she's all, I love that guy with the mullet. Really? And she goes, and she goes, wait. When you used to do Mullet Hunter at Transworld, you would have called that a skullet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but you, you should... know what? And... Go ahead, Jason. I was just going to say, maybe Donnie should grow your mullet back out. Me? Nah. Dog, mullet I just got a haircut, back. dude. Come on. Yeah, right. If you go to the races right now, Mullet Hunt is back. Oh, sure. yeah, Everybody's dude. got one. It, it, yeah, was, yeah. You know what? I noticed that in Arizona because that. The hats. We saw a lot of the hats. A lot of guys, cowboy boots on. Little kids too, like like not even little kids, like ten, twelve, eleven with cowboy boots on. I'm like, this is the desert. Dude, <laughs> the desert. Arizona reminds me of like Old Town Temecula, like the yeah. cowboy California <laughs> vibe. Like the, that's the whole thing. Half of our Norco. population moved there. It's in Norco. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like typically that race too, when it's warm out, like everybody looks forward to that one because like you know. ASU's there. There's a lot of good-looking talent that comes through, but it was all bundled up this year. Yeah. That didn't it was happen. all bundled up. <laughs> At Anaheim, too, I was walking down to the scrum with, with Gypsy and his his lady, and there's a guy right in front of us 
just in nothing but a cowboy hat and uh, overalls, no shirt, nothing. And she's like, "Hey, is that is that normal out here?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, kind of." She's like, "I like it." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Dude, on the AP front, did you see the picture of the fan from Detroit that was in the front row? Like, bigger white guy, like, probably in his, like, mid-40s, like, bigger, you know. He definitely works a blue-collar job, probably, like, (laughs) holds the road sign. He painted his entire chest red, like a red plate, and then painted a 7 on it. And then the AP Superfan, and then he had a big poster board he was carrying, too. Like That's awesome. Grown man getting into Aaron like that. It's hilarious. I love it. I can only imagine when it goes to Texas, and especially when it goes like Alabama. Oh yeah, that one. It's it's. I think people forget how hillbilly our sport really is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He did a run like at the Ironman National, which was his home race. Uh, he was the event T-shirt for Moto Tees, and they printed it on like a high vis orange one, and it was like the best selling T-shirt of the weekend. <laughs> like, you know, people that work the road crew are gonna wear an Aaron Plessinger T-shirt. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I liked. Uh... I like this kit this week. The yeah, dark, the blue the, stuff is the, good. The dark blue Thor stuff because he's worn that other stuff so often. The, mm-hmm. the split white blue. I think they put an orange number seven on the back too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, matched oh, the bike. I thought it was bad. And then Tomax kit. Yeah, Tomax kit was good. Uh, they got some Thor like victory stickers on the back of the jerseys now. Oh, oh really? Is it the go. Vikings? Mm-hmm. The no, it's like a, a star, like ah. the half the Thor mm-hmm. logo, I guess. Yeah. Ah, for Aaron, it's just been little cowboy hats. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good one. Yeah. I I thought the stars, like Jordan Jordan's kit was pretty cool, and Thrasher's kit, that Thor stuff was cool too. Well, they're wearing the the Webb's been wearing it a lot. Yeah, the, the whole line. Yeah, looks like the SpongeBob kit yeah. or something. But yeah, Alpine Stars crushed it this year or this weekend too. Jason Anderson had the best kit of the weekend. I thought so, but then I changed my mind. I think Eli's was cool. Yeah, Eli's was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The black made cool. Eli's helmet pop. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I like. I got to shoot uh, Hunter's gear at the Daniel Ricardo collab, mm-hmm. and like all the little details, and that was super cool. And then I didn't even realize what it was until they explained it to me. And yeah. then I'm like, oh wow, Daniel Ricardo has a clothing brand that like is popping. Like everybody wants to wear it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't like his uh, his lettering on the back of his jersey. Or was that someone's handwriting? Hunter's? It was like it's yeah. like. Yeah, it's like handwriting for like this uh, special capsule that the clothing line is right now. It's like uh, Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah. Well, Hunter did well. He did really, was that, really was well. Was that his best finish of the year? Oh, yeah. 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 It was good to see him in the scrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started up front and stayed there. Yeah. He even he kind of fought a little bit, too, because I think Webb got him initially, and then he, he got back up there. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Good performance. He must have been inspired from the night before. Yeah, the Tool concert yeah. probably. Anton, did you see that he gave his helmet to Adam Jones, the guitar player of Tool? I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool because, like, I mean, that's a big, that's a very, very uh, cool relationship that they've built together. Like, mm-hmm. even through Fender guitar and everything last year yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's probably what inspired him. Inspired me. <laughs> inspired you to not see the race <laughs> exactly yeah i left early so you were at the concert while the race was going? oh yeah oh, oh yeah were you throwing slayers slayers no i was just in my own world it was amazing hey was anton amazing. did did uh tomac look much much better than he did in detroit i mean or was it just yeah. got a good start no, I mean, he, he, Eli definitely got a good start, and he did look better. But, like, in rewatching the race, he didn't have the raw pace to go with, like, Ken and Jason. Like, he just didn't. Um, you know, definitely Vince being – Vince and Aaron being there did put a little bit of a, another uh, buffer element to it. But then once he did have clear track in those first, like, three or four minutes, he didn't really latch on and go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he looked better. You know, as we said earlier, it – uh it's kind of unbelievable when we said this on the last show like how bad how badly blown out his detroit result was because like we've seen eli do this before we know that mm-hmm. like if he's uncomfortable he get he tends to pump up like he's had issues with arm pump before uh but going into this weekend like i'll be honest i was hoping for a win i yeah. thought that that would just be the ultimate redemption at a track that like he's got to get you know he's got the greatest record at it you know it's a 1.8 was his stat going into that Jeez. show um, 
and you know it's the dirt he rides it's just everything and and Eli did look good like he was up near the top five in the time qualifying results and all that through the day like and that's a big step forward because it shows he's got raw speed but um I don't think that like we'll really know how Eli is until like Daytona like give it two more races and see where he's at because he's not out of it like yeah I can't believe I can't believe he hasn't won yet I mean he got the triple crown main that that's third it. main yeah. triple crown was count. great yeah. but but yeah, I wanted to ask you guys this. So since he didn't get the win, yeah, he improved. But are you guys, are you still worried for him, like Garlington or whatever? You think wait till Daytona, Anton, and then we'll see. Yeah, I think like if like if if he if he's like more than twenty points out by Daytona, and you didn't see him like yeah. just tear some shit up at Daytona at some point through the day, then you'd be like, huh, okay, like now there is like reason for concern. Yeah. But like. He's done great at Dallas before, you know, and that's like a pretty deceiving track because although it, it's like Texas dirt and you think it can be super tacky and lush and all that, and it can be, and it can get rutted up. It's also really dry in other parts mm-hmm. and can get really slick. Like star's been super open. Like if you look back to the Tampa race last year, um, it was like really sticky dirt. It rained during the main event. Eli went backwards there because the bike setup just stopped like benefiting that, that scenario he pumped up and went backwards. And if that's the same thing that happened to Detroit, then we know there's like uh, a trend there, but in these races that are coming up, like if he's able to get the bike back to where he wants it to be and like, he's got the intensity and he can get a top three start. Like I don't see him not getting a win. You know, I, I think he's going to get one for sure. Yeah. I, I just, I can't believe he hasn't won yet. Yeah. Yeah. Even that day, like he said, he was top qualifier. He was going to hit. I saw him today. I'm like, Ooh, Tomac looks on it today mm-hmm. so but i was shocked at the end when wet when uh, jet caught him that he really didn't put up a fight i mean jet got him past him like it was not mm-hmm. nothing but he had nothing for him yeah pretty crazy and that... like even... no go sorry don but I... like even when jet did get him you know what i mean like jet immediately put a distance yeah. on him and like eli didn't throw the anchor out and then fade back to hunter and dylan and all those guys like he kind of stayed in that gap Mm-hmm. And he did lose some time, so you can tell that he was pushing to maintain a distance on Jet. But, I mean, dude, Jet came from getting bumped in the sand on the first lap by Cooper, and he was definitely going forward. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just interesting right now because it's all so uncertain for, like, oh, my God, is this it for Eli? And so many people don't know. Yeah. Do you think people are writing him off too early? Or do you think there mm-hmm. are people writing him off yet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's definitely people yeah. writing him off for sure. Yeah. I believe. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that guy, that guy's not. He wouldn't be out there unless he knew he could do it. Yeah, yeah. crazy that uh, Jet gained so many points with a third because the finishes were kind of yeah. And crazy. I mean, Chase finishing so far down there, and he he only came in one under, I think, two under. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a big night in the points as far as uh, Chase Sexton goes and Jet yeah. goes. I was surprised that they're open about Sexton's uh, crash and injury because you know they they hide so much yeah. stuff right i think like, it's good though it's especially no i think it's very good I hate yeah that they hide stuff. i almost think they had no choice with him not coming out for free practice that at that point you gotta you gotta tell him something right mm-hmm. but uh I'm, you know and on that sorry chase no go ahead um like we're getting to this point in the year where guys are going to be doing a lot of laps just to maintain the speed and the fitness that they have to maintain that intensity and like crashes like this are going to happen what's to say it doesn't happen to another top seven guy and like really really gnarly for chase to grit it out uh the way that he did like he knows how important it is you can't if you don't show up right now and at least try to get 10 15 points out of a night like you you're done you're you mm-hmm. might as well just stay home the rest of the season at that point yeah hey real quick guys did you tell dean no because he's calling me no tell him, <laughs> tell him no Huh? <laughs> Tell him no. Tell him no. Text him. Do you think he's here? <laughs> what time is it? It's three forty. Oh. <laughs> Dean Wilson's probably here. Um, that said, we're calling this podcast. No. <laughs> sure. We can't do that. What? <laughs> well, I don't know. Text him. What do I? What do you want me to say? <laughs> say I'll where go, are you? I'll go Ask see if he's here. You guys go on without me. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you what. I was impressed with Ferrandis. Ferrandis rode good. Came back to six. He's. He's been in that top six. He's been con- so consistent, yeah, dude. Yeah, and always charging toward the end. He just got to get out of that gate. 
Yeah. Same with the, same with right behind him, Malcolm. Malcolm was there coming too. But again, just got to get out of that gate. Is it still the honeymoon stage in uh, at Phoenix, Anton, during the during the race day? Uh, no, yeah, it's been pretty good because I stopped by there on Friday and was talking to Heath Harrison, and it's all been really, really good. I think Dylan's getting a little of advice from the Osho too, so I think that oh. he's got uh, he's got Johnny in his corner a little bit just through the boys and everything and riding with them down in Florida. So that's cool, and like, uh, it's it, it's wild to see because I wrote this in Kickstart last week. You know, he's the only guy in the top seven or eight right now that hasn't had a podium. Like he has no hardware to show for it. But going into the night, he was tied with Ken in points, and we see Ken as like a championship contender right now. So like, Dylan could crank off a podium here. He could. I mean, I think he'll be really really strong come Daytona. Uh, yeah, he could be a definite top five, top three guy in the championship that nobody expected. Because, dude, there's a lot that could happen. Like, these next few weeks, it could get way, way interesting with just uh, everybody. Look at look at who's in the class right now and, like, all that they're racing for. Yeah. I just texted Dean. <laughs> this is a Monday for sure. <laughs> it's a rough day. <laughs> oh, it's almost – no, never mind. Is it two? Is it four? Yeah, oh. It is. Sorry, people, for yeah. the uh, technical difficulties and the <laughs> snafus and everything. It's definitely a Monday. It's been probably the worst Monday I've had in a little while. The Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. yeah. You can just me. come out and say you're a Chiefs fan in the closet. And huh? say you he didn't even know who was playing. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, no. I will say I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm glad they won wow. because it's opposite of what Hoppa loves. Oh, oh, Hoppa's a Niners fan? Yeah, dude, love He's the Niners. Bay all around Giants fan. He's he's a disaster. But he's a he's a Houston Texan fan too, or a Houston But he has the San Francisco like lifestyle. Ugh. <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm just glad it's over finally. I need a break from football. Mm. I feel like I got an extra weekend day on the weekend. You know how involved I was in the Super Bowl? I was calling Chase. Like, why isn't he taking my call? Yeah, I know. I didn't know, I, my phone st- was... I didn't know what was still going on at that time. <laughs> it went to overtime. But, yeah, my phone was in the other room on the charger, and I walked in right before overtime. And I was like, what the fuck are all these notifications? <laughs> yeah. You didn't even know. You were like, I think we're going to go to Vegas for the weekend. I'm like, you don't want to go to Vegas this weekend. You're like, why? I'm like, it's the Super Bowl. Oh, is it there this weekend? I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> Dude, I, I love it. <laughs> if it don't got two wheels, I don't care. I'm telling you. What, right, what did I miss while well, I was checking if Dean Wilson? We talked about Dylan, Brandis. Malcolm, Malcolm finally making something. Do you guys think they're going to do some testing in this off week on the new oh, yeah. frame? Do you think they're going to try and maybe switch over midseason? No, because because no. I think the new frame is flexes more. Okay, and it just seems like the guys that are struggling are on the new frame of the forty class. Barsha's or on the older frame. Barsha's struggling. Christian and Malcolm are struggling. Mm-hmm. AP and Sexton seem to be doing great. Is AP on the new frame? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, it's my, I wondered, Anton, you should check that out at the next race if it's braced up. <laughs> okay. Because what Christian told me was it's really going to be great for outdoors, but it was too flexy for Supercross. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's a lot different when you, when you... It may not look crazy different aside from the shock tower, but... Uh, those spars are thinner than the old frame and everything, so it is different. On the Malcolm note, Malcolm was ripping this yeah. weekend. Like he, he definitely was going good. Just not a good start in the main event, you know, as we saw, because he comes around the first corner and he's towards the back. But I mean, his heat race speed was good, um, yeah. and he's just been overdue for just putting together like some solid laps. Yeah. I think we call this. I think we call this podcast. Why? Because it's Monday and it sucks. (laughs) There's been so much wrong, and my microphone's messed up, and like I have to hold my hand. (laughs) We're quitting. We're not doing this anymore. No more Monday podcast. No, 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 no. No, don't say that. You you need to work on your equipment over on this downtime. Maybe we can do Sunday podcast. Not football's not a thing. (laughs) You know what it is. You know what it is. Is this morning I spent the morning. Digging a hole, putting a post in, and cementing it in a sign that says "No hikers." And my wife is like, "That's bad karma." Yeah, I think that I think no more karma. mountain bike Monday morning. Yeah, that's your problem. I think that's what it comes from, because that's just a chance of a, of a hiker pissing you off or yeah. a fall. 
A head trauma. A head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I love as we're sitting here, knowing that they can't see it, but the, we can see Anton on this little screen we have <laughs> next to your mountain bike helmet that looks like someone threw it down the 15 freeway. I mean, what? The, the what do you mean? Look at the whole side oh, of the that. helmet? Yeah, it's destroyed. That was Whistler. Yeah. Error. Yeah. Not see. good. No. Yeah, maybe we should end this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much, too much so, silence. A, if you have a kid, come to the Meaning Monster this weekend. B, if you have a dirt bike, consider sending your suspension to race tech. Mm-hmm. C, See, it's Monday, dude. I can't remember what it was. See, enjoy the weekend off. And... Yeah, the off yeah. weekend. What, what What do you think racers are going to do this weekend? Just hammer laps? Same, or old, do you same think, old. Same old, same old? I think there's going to be a lot of testing going on the next week or so. It doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of outdoor prep, though, so I think we're okay. It doesn't you sound can't like... can't do because we're... Yeah. we're too early for that. Yeah. We're way too early for that. Okay. But, like, it, didn't it's like in the past, like, some guys... Like, Fly to Mexico for the weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Dino used to. Do I mean, that if you're show. West Coast, you got what six weeks? Five weeks. Yeah, six yeah. weeks. Yeah. So, I I, like, this is the first time that we've had a break this early in the year. We were supposed to get it last year, but then the Oakland like cancellation mm. of round two happened, so then this weekend got filled up. So, like, I'm interested to see how this does for everybody because there are a lot of guys that are a little smoked right now. Like they've had a big six weeks already and they need just a minute to like regroup and then come out charging. But there's a lot of guys that have built up some momentum and are ready to just take it into the East coast and get going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. These, Here. this break's going to be big. Here we go. As a closing question for all you guys, who do we think benefits most in each class from break? I'm going to say Barsha and um, as far as Tiffany West, Jordan, Benefits? Well, I guess. I think pressure, Joe. I pressure. think Joe's going to benefit because he's going to go to work. He's going to practice like nine thousand starts. Yeah. And Sexton. Oh, he's going to heal. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I think. I think Joe and Cooper Webb. Oh. Don't I, Cooper Webb? That guy's this. This ain't over for him yet. Yeah, Glendale's just not a great place for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think once yeah, once we hit the East Coast, Coop's on. Mm -hmm. He's been fast already, but we're about to really see how quick he can be on some beat up tracks. Mm -hmm. I think Eli, like I think Eli's got just a little bit more time to like find his legs and figure it out, and then we're going to some pretty good Eli tracks coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Jason, um, as we mentioned, like it's in the news break video uh, with Brandon Haas from Club MX, but Jason's going to move to North Carolina and ride down there. Oh, in the next couple of weeks. And I think that's a big deal because he's Jason doesn't do that. You know, he rides with his little California Kawasaki crew and all of that. But mm-hmm. then new location, different thing, like full troll, tra- troll training program out there. Yeah. I think Jason could come back with some new intensity. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Wow. Cool. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, checking out the uh, snafu filled Monday Kickstart podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you. Next Monday, after the Mini Monster. And bring back Big Whoops. <laughs> Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.